Hey, everyone, and welcome to Questions. I have the privilege to be with Pastor Joel today. How are you doing? Doing great. Good. We got a question from Sarah. She asks, how should Christians view meditation? Is there any legitimate category for the practice of meditation? What would you say to Sarah about meditation? So great question. And the quick answer is yes, there is a legitimate category um, within the Christian framework for meditation. Uh, the problem is that uh, meditation, that term, um, has been hijacked by our culture uh, to mean um, pretty much the exact opposite of what uh, that term would mean within a Christian framework. So uh, meditation um, is is a Christian idea, um, but it's not the meditation of our culture today. Our culture's meditation is really, uh, in many ways, it's mantra meditation, mantra meditation. So whether it be in a yoga studio or whatever it might be, uh, Hare Krishna, um, Buddhism, um, lots of lots of people who would say, you know, I'm not religious, but I'm spiritual, you know, would, would claim to meditate. And 99% of the time, uh, the kind of meditation that they're practicing is, again, mantra meditation. Uh, the goal of mantra meditation, this Eastern um, non-Christian form of meditation is to empty the mind. Mm -hmm. So the whole goal is um, to empty the mind from any real conscious cognitive, logical thought whatsoever, right? And, and the goal in that is to become aware of nothing but awareness itself. And that um, by emptying the mind of all distractions and all conscious uh, thoughts and becoming aware of nothing but awareness itself, that the person could reach some state of transcendence and from that state that they could um, uh, experience a oneness with, uh, with God. Uh, usually um, pantheon, pantheonism um, is, is a part of this. And so the idea that um, God is uh, in everything. And so the person is seeking to become one with everything and therefore become one with God. So mantra meditation in many ways is, um, if I could make a nutshell statement, uh, mantra, Eastern, you know, uh, mystical meditation. It seeks the experience of being one with God. And and really, uh, to be more fair, it seeks the experience of just being God. It's not just being one with God, not just being united with God, because we are united with God through Jesus Christ. We have union with Christ. Uh, we are in Christ, and therefore we are um, we, we have union with the triune God by, by virtue of our faith in Jesus. Um, but but mantra meditation, it's more than just being one with God. It's more than just union with God. It really is seeking the experience of being God, of being God. Uh, whereas Christian meditation, by way of contrast, is uh, ultimately seeking the experience of knowing God. Mantra meditation, being God. Christian meditation, knowing God. Hmm. And, and because Christian meditation seeks to know God and to know him deeply and profoundly and biblically and accurately, uh, therefore, it, it has the um, because it has the exact opposite goal from mantra, mystical meditation. Um, it has... Um, it has opposite means, opposite practices. So mantra meditation, again, seeking to be one with God and really just to be God, the experience of being God. Um, if that's the goal, then, then the practice, uh, the means by which to achieve that end is to empty the mind of conscious thought. Whereas uh, Christian meditation seeks to know God and because, because that's the goal, to know God, uh, Christian meditation does the exact opposite. And, and Christian meditation and its means toward the end of knowing God, uh, Christian meditation seeks um, to not empty the mind, but rather to fill the mind on God's word, 
to fill the mind on deep, um, biblical, accurate uh, thoughts about God. So let, let's look at Psalm. This is uh, Psalm chapter 1, verses uh, 1 through 4. It said, says, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And on his law, the law of the Lord, he meditates. There's our word. He meditates day and night, constantly, perpetually. Verse 3 now. He is like a tree. Because he's meditating, he, he, so first he loves God's law. That's first. Because he loves God's law, he meditates on God's law day and night. And because he meditates on God's law day and night, here's the result. The fruit is he is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its season and its leaf does not wither. And all he does, he prospers. The wicked are not so, but are like chaff that the wind drives away. Now notice, the man who meditates on God's law day and night is like a tree planted by streams of water. There can be trees far from streams of water. There are trees all over our world. Some of them are, are near uh, lakes and rivers and streams, uh, but there are plenty of, of trees that would be miles and miles away from any uh, source of water. And so the only source of water that these trees have is precipitation. It's, it's rainfall. Um, a, a tree like that is, um, is dependent. A tree like that is desperate. A tree like that is um, going to be, at some level, volatile. Um, in a rainy season, a tree like that will flourish. Um, but but if a drought comes, um, a tree like that will be the first to go, right? The, the, the rain will cease, uh, the water dries up, and, and the tree will begin to wither and die. Uh, but notice this text, verse 3, it says, He is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit and its season. So even a healthy tree doesn't bear fruit all year long. Christians need to get that. Sarah, you need to know that. Um, a sign of being a faithful, healthy follower of Jesus doesn't mean that you're just yielding just bushels of, of, of fruit, just baskets of fruit every single day, 365 days a year. Even a healthy tree, even a healthy, spiritually mature tree at the end of the day is going to have seasons where it yields fruit and seasons where it doesn't. But but notice this. So he is like a tree planted by streams of water that yields its fruit in its seasons. Not, not all year long, but in its season. But its leaf does not wither. So so it's yielding fruit in season, but its its leaf is green, verdant, fill, filled with life all year long. So it's 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 a living tree, it's a healthy tree all year long, and healthy trees don't always bear. Tons of fruit every single day. So, so a healthy tree is bearing fruit at times, but it's healthy all year long. And what's the source? Well, it's not just a tree 100 miles away from any body of water that's dependent on the rain that could come and that could go. Rather, it's a tree that is planted deep by streams of water so that even if there's a season where the rain may cease, uh, there's still this constant source of water, a stream, and the roots go deep into the stream so it's able to draw water um, even if, if the rain has ceased. And and so what is the equivalent of this, this, this analogy, this illustration that the psalmist is providing for us of the stream of water? The equivalent is meditating on God's law day and night. So it's the law of God, it's the word of God, that is the stream of water. The word of God is the stream of water and meditating on the word of God, the law of God day and night is, is the practice of roots going deep into that stream of water. So, so God's word is the stream 
And meditating on God's word day and night are the roots that go deep into the stream. And the result is uh, that we still are not bearing fruit every day, but we have real seasons, rhythms of bearing fruit, and we're healthy every day. Our leaves never wither. Our leaves are always green, healthy every day. And, and, and again, the motive for all of this for planting near the stream and, and putting your roots into the stream is, is not just meditating on God's law day and night. That's, that's, that's an imperative. That's a command to meditate on God's law day and night. The indicative, the motive for obeying that command is that he delights in the law of God, right? So verse one, blesses the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stands in the way of sinners, nor sits in the seat of scoffers, but his delight is in the law of the Lord. And therefore, because his delight, because he loves God's word, he loves God's law, he meditates on it day and night. So, so the goal is to see the love of God in Christ Jesus for us. And as we see God's love for us in the gospel, we now want to respond by loving God. And as we respond by loving God, as I've often said, because we love God, we seek to obey God. And so because we, we love God because he first loved us, but now that we love God, we, we, want to, we want to express that love to God. And so we ask God, as we seek, uh, study his word, we say, God, how, how can I express my love for you? You've loved me freely in Jesus. I want to love you in return. How can I love you? And Jesus clearly says, if you love me, you'll obey me. So God is saying, well, the way you express your love to me is through obedience. We're not obeying to, to gain God's love. We're obeying as a response of gratitude and love because we already have God's love freely in Christ, by grace, through faith in Christ. So God loves us freely in Jesus Christ. We are awakened by the Holy Spirit to that love. We now cannot help but love God in return. We ask God, how can we express this love to you? God says, you express your love for me by obeying me. So now we're seeking to see, well, what do we obey? What are the statutes of God? What are his precepts? What is his law? So I delight in God's law, not because I'm a legalist. I delight in God's law because I delight in God. So because God is delighted in me through the work of Jesus Christ, I now delight in him. And because I delight in him, I want to obey him. And his law is given to me as a lamp unto my feet, as a guide for how to express my love for him. So I delight in his law because his law is a game plan. It's, it's a step-by-step, -step, you know, how-to guide uh, of how to love God. So God loves me. Therefore, I love God because I love God. I, I'm asking God, how can I love you well? And he says, you love me well by obeying my law. So I delight in his law because I delight in him. And, and, and as I delight in God, as I see his love for me, I love him. I delight in him. As I delight in him, I'm delighting in his law. And because I delight in his law, I, I, I naturally want to learn his law. I want to meditate on his law and to meditate in the Christian framework. All again, all it means going all the way back to the beginning. It's not emptying the mind of conscious thought and reason and logic. It is feasting the mind, focusing the mind on God's law. So it's saying, I love God. I, I want to obey his precepts, his commandments, his law. And because of all of that, I, I'm not emptying my mind. I'm not having this mystical, uh, weird, you know, sensual experience, but rather I'm focusing my mind on God's word. So there are a lot of Christians who read the Bible, right? There, there could be a Bible reading challenge, Bible reading plan, you know, all these things. A lot of Christians that even seek to memorize the Bible and all these are good things. Um, but that's not meditating. Christian meditation is not just reading the word and it's not even just memorizing the word. Christian meditation is, it, it's thinking deep biblical thoughts upon the word. 
Now, you can't think deep biblical thought. You can't think about God's word. That's what it is. It's, it's mulling it over. It's, it's considering God's word. And, it, and it's plumbing God's word for, for all of its depths, all, all of its applications. It's drawing out of a text, drawing out of God's word, out of his law, all of its richness, all plundering it for all its treasures. Now, you cannot meditate on God's word if you don't read it. So, so you must read God's word and it's good to memorize God's word because I don't know how to meditate on something day and night if I haven't memorized it. I'd have to have a book open in front of me day and night in order to, so, so the way to meditate on God's word day and night is first to read it, second to memorize it, but, but reading and memorizing God's word is not meditating. So we read step one, we memorize step two, and then we meditate step three. And again, to meditate, it's not merely to read, it's not merely to memorize, but it is now to think deeply upon what we have read and what we have memorized. And as we do so, it's like a tree's roots sprouting out deep into streams of water, no longer contingent and, and dependent merely on the rain that may come and go, but a stream that is there today and forever, a stream that is that is unchanging, it's consistent, so that we bear fruit still in season, but we are healthy with green leaves all year long. And that is the opposite of, of virtually every form of meditation in our unbelieving culture today. Mantra meditation, mystical Eastern meditation, seeks to empty the mind so that it can experience what it is to be God. Christian meditation is, is the, the practice of filling the mind on the truths of God's word, plumbing them for their depths and riches so that we can experience not what it is to be God, but what it is to know God. Thank you, Pastor Joel, for answering that. And thank you, Sarah, for sending in that question. I just want to also mention, uh, if you're watching us on YouTube, if you would just give us a like, whether it's Facebook, Instagram, subscribe to our social media platforms. It helps us get the word out about our uh, content that we're sending out there. If you're watching us on social media, check our website out at rightresponseministries.com and send us in your questions so that we can answer them on future episodes. We'll see you next time on Questions. Thanks for tuning in to Right Response Ministries. As a reminder, all of our resources should only be used as a supplement and not a substitute for the local church. Be sure to check out our website, rightresponseministries.com, or download our free app. There you can find out how to join our team by supporting us monthly as a responder. As a responder, you will receive a Soli Deo Gloria t-shirt and a physical copy of Pastor Joel's book, Am I Truly Saved? Also, you'll receive an ongoing 10% discount on all items in the store, as well as access to free digital copies of all current and future books in the store. Thank you for your generous support.